Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. Now today, we're on a pale ale, and we're on Atlantic pale ale from the Sharps Brewery in Cornwall. Woo! Now, it's 4.5%, uh, it says it's tropical and refreshing. Now, I have tasted this beer, not on cask, but from the pump. From the basic with the draft pump. The top draw, as we say, the top draw draft. Yes, yes, and that's what we're doing, yes. Now, I've been away. I've been in a few different places. I've been in Liverpool quite recently, spending some time in Liverpool. And it's all right. I've had a few, but I'm all right. And uh, I was in Guernsey as well. Although they don't speak that way in Guernsey. Although I was speaking to a Yorkshireman in Guernsey. And he's a quite nice chap, so he was. So if, he probably won't be watching, but if he is, hello. And uh, I tried this in draft. Um, in the UK, people will probably know this, but people outside of the UK don't. We have a chains of hotels that are kind of used for kind of business and things like that. So we have... Oh, I've just hit the, the microphone, which is never a good idea. Tends to piss people off if you're on the... He's, he keeps hitting the microphone. He's so unprofessional. And absolutely, I am. But yes, yeah, so these chains of hotels, you've got Travel Lodge and uh, Premier Inn. And uh, unfortunately, I tend to kind of frequent the Premier Inn, as you probably have seen in previous videos, because I've actually done some videos from the Premier Inn, but the lighting's so shit that it's absolutely dreadful. And uh, the problem is with the Premier Inn is that uh, the guarantee, the Easter guarantee, you know, a great night's sleep. The bed's bloody dreadful, so I can't sleep in that. I can, I, I can get maybe the best I can get, four, four and a half hours out of the bed. And then basically, oh God, I just wake up stiff, sore and everything else. I'm, and I'm talking about, no, I'm going to say muscles, that doesn't actually really help it. I'm talking about the, the rear, the back, that type of stuff. Muscles, kind of just, oh God, I just cannot lie in this bloody bed any longer. And I, I need to get up and walk about and sit down in a different kind of position. And then once I've done that, I just don't want to go back. Because once you get that kind of relief, you think, oh, right, there we go, I'm feeling better now, there we go. No, no way I'm going back to this. Fuck it, no, no put YouTube on and watch some YouTube or something like that. So yeah. So you're waking up at three, four o'clock in the morning and then you're just kind of counting down to, well, breakfast starts at fucking six. Well, I'll be the first one there. You know, it's that type of thing. And, uh, well, yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of like the restaurants attached to these hotels. Well, the kind of box standard kind of uh, microwave restaurants, you know. They'll, they'll cook the burgers fresh and the steak fresh, but everything else basically comes in a bowl in the bag or basically shove it in the microwave and heat it up, type of nonsense. And of course, the array of beers aren't so great, but they did have Atlantic Parallel. It seems to be a popular one by Sharps right now that's kind of going around these type of uh, hotels. Because they usually have Doom Bar, which is a kind of sister kind of amber ale. But they've now got this Pale Ale Atlantic that's now basically been absolutely rammed. So I have tasted it. On draft, I haven't tasted the bottle, so this will be the first time. And it's, yeah, it's under £2 a bottle, it's 4.5%. I'm giving you all the kind of things like that. Now, there's a bit of spill on the back. So it says the Atlantic Ocean, dynamic and constantly moving. That is a fucking ocean, for Christ's sake, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Possesses an energy which shapes and inspires the way we brew. 
Jesus. Now, I know that the Sharps Brewery is based in Rock, which is kind of northern Cornwall. And it's funny enough, the Rock area of Cornwall is the kind of, uh, it's where all the kind of nouveau rich from London basically come down and buy holiday homes. So the prices are just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And they're all like, oh, that's so wonderful. You know, the air's so good. And, oh, it's so wonderful. And it's all this kind of, so it's all the assholes that basically like living with assholes that have basically bought holiday homes so they can go down there and still basically spend time with all the assholes. You know, it's lovely. And uh, they would believe this shit in the back. They would think, oh, it's so true. It's like, oh, you can even taste a bit of the Atlantic Ocean in it. Oh, <laughs> subtropical palm trees, coconuts, you know. Oh, passion fruit, all the local fruits. Yeah. Um, so apparently, uh, Atlantic Pale Ale showcases the citrus aromas because, because that, when I think of citrus, I think of the rock in Cornwall. I really do. I think oh, that's the place where I go to get my oranges. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit. Um, and flavours of American hops without the intense bitterness sometimes associated with New World Pale Ales. Again, with New World Pale Ales, it's not really a bitterness. It's a sourness. Bitterness doesn't draw your cheeks together. That's sourness. Lemons are sour, they're not bitter. That's the thing. Molasses has bitter tones. Lemons don't. Lemons give you sourness. A sour lemon, not a bitter lemon. But this is the problem. And uh, sometimes associated with New Orleans. So what does it say? Aroma, tropical fruit, hop, honey, malt, and a touch of candy floss. Which, that's so natural, isn't it? You know. Because I remember the cases of all these award-winning, you know, award-winning traditional ales in the past, you know. And the first thing they always say, well, you know, you know the best flavour that really does stand out is candy floss in our beer. Yeah. Said nobody ever that made a traditional beer. Um, delicate sweetness, fruity, balanced. Finish clean, hoppy, linger. No, the minute you say linger, that's back of the tongue. There you go. It's not bitterness, it's a sourness. There we go. We've done all this before. Food pairing, oh, for fuck's sake. Now, I've had this for food, so this will be a laugh. Let's see if it matches up with what I think. Watch brilliant with battered fish and mild cheese. Great as an aperitif. Oh, no, that's a new one. There we go. We have a pale ale, and it's great as an aperitif. Well, you can get a little little glass like that. There you go. You'd be sitting there sipping there like some sort of bloody, what do you call it, bad priest? You know, another, another communion, Father? Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, an aperitif. Oh, the French would love that. What are you having? When you come round for a... Because the French have, have spent quite a lot of time in France and that, and they do like to kind of invite you round for an aperitif. When you come round and that wee thing. And he's just a little drink and a chat, and then everybody buggers off and just go and has their evening meal. Not once have I ever had a beer as an aperitif, and not once has beer ever been actually offered to me. You know, they'd be coming, what would you like? Would you like, like a wine? Would you like a cassis? You know, which is a mixture of Kia and basically a, a rosy or a white wine. Um, that type of stuff, which is very popular. Um, cassis is a kind of a sweet. Uh, blackberry liqueur, all that kind of stuff. So these are the type of kind of normal things. Or sometimes you might be able to get um, 
other things that, but you don't get, it's not spirits and it's not beer as aperitifs. It's usually kind of a wine-based one and of course it can have maybe a kind of a, a liqueur added to it, a fruit liqueur. I mean, you can have ones with, with triple sec, which of course is the famous brand Cointreau is really just a triple sec kind of orange liqueur, all that type of stuff. But no, 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 never a beer. So there we go. So anyway, it's under two pound a bottle. It's four and a half percent. Let's get it cracked open and see what it says. like that woman that was in the pub when she poured it the last time she used it, it was pissing everywhere. When I got the glass it was absolutely soaking because there was streams running down every bloody side of it so there was. She says I'll leave that there and we'll just top it up. Yeah a minute later I'm still standing in the bar thinking love it's a fucking pale ale you've just bloody poured. The only problem is you've given me half a glass of foam so what are you going to do because we can wait here that ain't going to dissipate quickly. So she thought, right, well, there you go, it dissipated enough now. So she tops up, so there's foam just pissing everywhere. You mean, put this, my hands are wet, her hands are wet, the bloody table's soaking, everything, for God's sake, you know what I mean? So I used a menu to wipe it up. I thought, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, that'll sod you. There we go. Do you, do you want me to take the menu? No, love, I'm using the beer mat because the arsehole at the blooming bar can't actually pour a pint. me being that pleasant guest as usual. But there we go. For people that are looking, it's uh, yeah, oh, one and a half, maybe almost two finger head. It's kind of, it's very clear. It's dark golden. It's not amber. It's kind of dark gold kind of uh, color hue. Smells. You're getting malt, and you're getting sweetness. Maybe a hint of fruit. I can see maybe what you're getting, maybe a hint of candy floss, because maybe a slightly burnt sugar kind of smell, kind of, you know, dry, heated sugar kind of smell. Right, let's see what it tastes like. A bit too sweet and a bit bland. That's what you're getting, is the blandness to it. Tropical fruit, aromas, no, I'm not getting that. Honey malt, no. Delicate sweetness and fruity balance, not really getting that. There is a sweetness to it, and it seems to be the only thing it's got, really. Yeah, it's sessionable, very easy to drink, not very hoppy. Um, yeah, maybe a little, you could see maybe a little honey tones there and that type of stuff, but I don't really, I mean, I'm getting kind of accents of honey, but I'm not associating the sweetness with the honey, so they're kind of a bit kind of disjointed. It's almost as if like, well, have you added something to give honey tones? Because I'm not providing any sweetness. And even if you added honey, I'm going to assure you the yeast wouldn't take to it anyway. So it's just, I don't think it'd be basically the yeast would be firing into the honey because it certainly wouldn't. 
But yeah, yeah, it's an underlying sweetness from start to finish. And it's quite a sweet finish as well. Quite a quite sweet start. It kind of dies down a bit in the midterm, which is fine, but it doesn't go down a step again in the aftertaste. It just kind of stays there, and it's like, well, that's a bit too much because there's not really much else happening in the aftertaste, so you're really just getting sweetness, which is not a good look. And maybe that's why you're kind of associated with candy floss, but candy floss were the sweet at the start, sweet in the middle, and sweet at the end. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why you're saying it's candy floss. It's like, well, it's nothing else, it's just sweet. There you go. It's a sweet malty liquid. There you go. It's the best way to describe it. With a, with a slight kind of hint of something that we're going to say is hops and fruit, but you really can't determine what it is. So, yeah. I'll be totally honest, it tastes slightly better in the draft than it does in the bottle. Not a bit much. But imagine my, I, I, I had one of these and I'm sitting there and I think, and I'm looking at all the other piss water and I'm thinking, I don't want any of that, I don't want any of that. You know. I mean, the usual shit, the Stellas and the Carlings and all this, I think, right, I'm going to have to have another glass of this. So I had another glass of that. And I'm thinking, oh, this is unbelievable. So I went to the toilet. Now, the problem is the bar, there's a, there's a big part with a bar like that, and there's a little bit that just goes round the corner on the way through to the toilet. So, as of course, I'm going to dawn my way through to the toilet, and I'm like, how are you bastards? Because I'm sitting there, and I notice there's a pump. In other words, there's a cask. So you see, but the problem is, so the way it is, I can't quite see what it is because there's people running about, but I just, you know, I can see the actual traditional cast pump. So I go to the toilet, wash my hands, because I'm that type of guy, you know. I'm eating, you know, as a restaurant. So I come back out with my nice, clean hands, and I get up to the bar, and think, what have they got here? Oh, they've got Doom Bar on cask. And I'm drinking this on draft. You know, there's a case, he's like, mm, do you feel that? Mm, what with the kick in the balls, you know, like, mm, you know, I think, ah, oh, yeah. Right, so, right, so I thought, right, give me over two pints and, uh, of the Doom Bar in the bottle. No, I've on cask. Now, you can see why she was probably in the bottle, because she's probably thinking, oh, bollocks, you think I'm bad with this stuff with the draft? <laughs> you need to see what I do with this shit. And, of course, bet being in up north, it's got a sparkler on it. You don't get that down south, you know what I mean? So you got a proper sparkler, so that's going to give it a workout for the start. You know what I mean? Although I, I'm used to cast gales, I prefer cast gales on, with a sparkler. And my mate Adrian, who's born and bred in the south, so he's weak as water. And <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching, get up, yeah. <laughs> You'll appreciate that. You bastard, yeah. I'll show you. Um... But yes, and uh, yeah, traditionally they don't do it with a sparkler down here, so he's not a fan of the sparkler. But I like the sparkler, it gives that little bit of ooh, you know. And uh, yeah, she had a great time pouring these two pints with the sparkler, it's quite funny, that type of stuff. <laughs> Needless to say, I had to get another menu to use as a beer mat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I enjoy, I mean, I'm, it's Doom Bar, it's not a a great beer as it is, and I'm sure basically people will say, it's wonderful, it's great. Well, it's all right, it's not that good. 
It's a, it's an amber ale. It's all right, but it's quite malty. And it's all right on cask. It's nothing great, but it's all right. It's better than this on draft. And so yes, I had a better night drinking the empty. But the problem is because, of course, it's uh, from the cask. It's sparkling really raw and carbonated. So yeah, I sag them within seconds. Really, to be totally honest, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the glass hardly touched my my lips and then I held them, which is a normal thing when you get cast. You can get a long draw, as we say, a long draw when you're drinking on cask. You can't really get that when it's all this fizzy water nonsense. But anyway, this is fizzy water out the bottle. Right, let's break down the flavours. Starts off with a little bit of maltiness, a hint of grain, sweetness. Moving on to the mid-tongue, sweetness dissipates so slightly. Still got a bit of grain, maltiness, slightly kind of dissipating, kind of hanging about. You get a strange flavour, you're not really sure what it is. It's kind of an accent, adjunct flavour as they call it. But you can't really describe what it is. But the sweetness is still there and it's probably still quite prominent. Aftertaste. Transition's over. And the sweets. That's all you're getting is really sweetness. Um, the malt dissipates very quickly in the aftertaste. The grain, it's almost by the time it gets to the aftertaste, it's gone. And you're just left with this kind of sweetness. And there's, you know, there's that slight kind of adjunct flavour. It's died down in the aftertaste, but you can't really determine what it really is. It's not a kind of... You just can't define what it really is. It's just not clear enough. And, uh, yeah, all you're just kind of finishing off is kind of sweet water. Ah, there we go. Maybe a slight hint of bitterness. Maybe ever so slight. Maybe an accent at most. But, yes, really quite just a very kind of sweet and bland aftertaste. Marks out of 10, what would I give this? Um, well, I've got to kind of put it in the same league. It, it's probably slightly better than the likes of Carling and Stella and Foster's and all that kind of crap. But it's in this kind of same vein for me. And uh, it's strange where you have Doombar on cask, which is its sister beer, the Amber Ale, but you don't have the Pale Ale on cask. A lamp ale should be ringing straight away because they ain't good enough to put in cask. Waste of time from that point of view. So, yes... Normally, I would give the likes of these cheap mass-produced lagers between three and four. That's the best I can give them. This is maybe slightly a bit better, but it's still below average, so I'm going to give it a four and a half. So it's a four and a half. Out of ten, would I recommend it? Well, if you're in the Premier Inn and uh, you're in the restaurant, if there's nothing else, if you don't, check for Doombar on cask. If they've got it in cask, go for that. If they don't and they just have piss water everywhere else, then yeah, yeah, I'd go for it on draft. In bottle, I think it loses a little bit in bottle. It, it, it's okay, um, but nothing really great. So I wouldn't really recommend it, but it's all right. But anyway, thanks for watching. Cheers and bye for now.